from MediaFace, this is Her Story, a podcast about Canadian women owning it. When people applaud for you, it's just, ooh, it just satisfies the soul. I'm Amanda Capito, and this episode we're talking about the world of comedy, what makes things funny, and how gender plays a role in it all. I had the privilege of chatting with stand-up comedian Deborah DiGiovanni. And, and Justin Bieber is there, he's at the party, and so the, the Elvis people come out and they're like, clear the hall, you know, Bieber's coming, clear the hall. I don't move, because I'm like, you know what, Bieber, go around, man, go around, all right? <laughs> Whatever, all right? So he, he comes out, he comes out, walks past me, we make eye contact, and I give him one of these. I'm like this, mm, whatever. <laughs> but then he stops, okay? Turns around, comes back, leans in and says, hey, Deborah, that's my name, by the way, Deborah. Justin, Justin Bieber knows my name. Leans in and says, hey, Deborah, I love you on that show, okay? He's 16, I'm 39, this is my answer. <laughs> I expend a lot of energy on stage, and I have a tendency to scream. So I, I lose my voice quite a bit, and I'm right on the tail end of just, I'm just losing my voice. I'm going to just be huskier, and, you know, than usual. This is me doing my, you know, my uh, Brenda Vaccaro, my Harvey Fire scene impression. This is what it is. <laughs> so Deborah's been working in comedy for more than 15 years, but let's just say when she went to school, she thought she'd be doing a different type of sketch for work. I went to art school. I'm a bit of an artist. I was mainly like a figure uh, drawer, like I loved, uh, like it was all, you know, drawing people. And then um, I also wanted to be a fashion illustrator. And then it was honestly like instructors at Ryerson. I had two instructors come up to me, honestly, come up to me and say, um, yeah, you're a really great artist, but you, know, we should, you should be performing. You should be, you know, entertaining people. What? I mean, honestly, after doing like a presentation, um, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. And that was when I was about 20. And then just by, just by fluke, I, I got a job at City TV, you know, answering the phone and being a tour guide. And the, I'm, I'm telling the tour guide led me into being a stand-up comedian. And, and then it just started going from there. It was, I really started comedy because my friends were just like, you have to. You just, you have to. And I knew I wanted to, but I was scared. So, I, you know, it took, it took a long time. I didn't start comedy until I was 27. And she says there's been a lot of change since she started back in the early 2000s. Specifically, there are a lot more women doing stand-up. Let's say when I started, it was, you know, um, one out of ten. Now it's like three out of ten, you know, which is, I mean, really, scientifically, if you do that, I mean, that's pretty good, you know, so it's yeah, pretty great. It really is. And, you know, let's hope in the next 15 years, it, you know, gets to be five out of ten, and then maybe one day it's seven out of ten. I mean, it's just dare to dream, but it, it definitely <laughs> has changed. Because unfortunately, the thing that doesn't change is um, how a lot of men uh, treat women, and and that's that's a shame. Um, it's um, there's still a lot of really like really there's a lot of sexism. First layer coming from people within the industry. Yeah, there was a lot of old dudes that treated me really bad. I don't see those guys anymore. I've made a I've made a very uh, strong point not to ever work with them again. Like there's a, there's a couple of men that I've told all my managers I will never work with again. I mean I I backed out of a, a festival once because I would not work with a specific comedian. But also, it comes from the audience. You know, you look into the crowd and a man will have his head down on the table and isn't, you know, like sleeping in the crowd. I've had things thrown at me, um, like spitballs at me from guys. I mean, you know, you get 
just like, boo. I mean, the audience is one that is, it's a shame, you know. Um, we still get, you're funny for a girl. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, welcome to 1950. It's just still, women aren't funny. I mean, I think once a year, some celebrity or someone, Hitchens or somebody will write a, a, a you know, article and do a podcast, do an interview about how women aren't funny. Still, still, it's 2016. It's like, when is that going to go away? I, I, I know. Will it ever go away? That's a question. It. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. I don't but know. I wanted to see if we could find out. What's the science behind being funny? Is there something about who's delivering the joke that determines how it's received? Best person to talk to? Peter McGraw. My background is in, in psychology. I study emotions and decision making. And uh, I've been, I've been studying, studying comedy, studying humor, and publishing in peer-reviewed journals and so on. In 2014, he co-wrote a book called The Humor Code, where he tried to pin down what makes people laugh. The answer to this question, I believe, is a, is a term that we use in the lab called benign violations. That is that people laugh at things that are wrong yet okay, things that are threatening yet safe, things that don't make sense yet make sense. And it's these two perceptions that when brought together create this positive emotional effect and people laugh to tell the world, oh, that thing that seems wrong is actually okay. If you value your life and, and your, your blood, never ever cut in front of me. In line, I will memorize your face. I will memorize the details of your face. And one day when you're just walking down the street, you'll be like, wow, was that a poison dart? Yes, it was. And it was for me. Oh, Deputy Giovanni. She clearly gets the formula. So why do audiences react differently to female comedians? What's interesting about, about women in comedy is that the differences between men and women are more perceived than real. That is that that the research that's been done on, on a sense of humor between men and women find that men and women are more alike than different. But the problem is, is that because comedy is a bit of an old boys network, and historically the comedians have been overwhelmingly men, there's a lot of biases and prejudice that exists out there. And although that typically the, the stand-up comedy audience is 50-50, male and female, the, the gatekeepers and the mentors are are often men. And it, while there have been some, some really profound uh, advancements in terms of women in comedy and then crossover into television and film and so on, there, I think there's sort of a, a still a long way way to go in terms of to balance this thing out to, to really hit a kind of 50-50 level that you would expect. So it's not really so much the jokes that are being said, but it's the moment that they step on stage and people are seeing a woman on the stage and their mind is kind of made. Yeah, there's a little bit of a sort of belief, you know, so like, so there's a, a paper that came out recently that, that actually a lot of the, the findings in gender differences um, were not at the moment that the jokes were being told, but, but memory, you know, and, and the reason is that memory is, is influenced by people's biases. And so I, I like to use this, this analogy is there's a lot more male doctors than there are female doctors, but that doesn't mean that women aren't good at medicine. It just means that, that the way the system is set up, it, it tends to attract and promote men better than it does women. Comedy is no different. 
but this is something you should know. Uh, 50% on a body fat test is not a good score. That's not a good score. You know, I was like, oh, I don't have to write the exam. No, everybody. At 50% body fat, seriously, I think that makes me cream. I think that technically <laughs> makes me cream, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm dying alone, but I'm delicious with coffee. Shut your face. Seriously? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Just looking for my coffee, mate. <laughs> Stepping behind a microphone is the most comfortable place for me. Um, and it's like, I'm more, I'm better talking to a crowd of a thousand than I am, you know, a group of six. You know what I mean? Like pals kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was really right off the top for me that I just knew this was it. I think the first time that you really, you really connect with the crowd, it's magic. Applause is, is addictive and, and, and magical. The comedy clips you heard in this episode were bits from Deborah DiGiovanni's Showtime special, Single Awkward Female, the Complaints Department on George Strombolopoulos Tonight, and a show she did at the Ice House Comedy Club in California. Her story is produced by MediaFace, a digital content agency based out of Toronto. For more where this came from, visit mediaface.ca.